You're listening to Hardwired with Jeff Wickwire. Here's what's coming up in today's edition. They may by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. Yeah, I gotta break this down because this is so good in the original language, but here it is. Conduct is about your lifestyle. Have your lifestyle honorable among the Gentiles because someone's always watching. They know as soon as you announce to the world that you've gotten saved and you're going to church, somebody's watching all the time. You gotta remember who you are at all times. Regardless of your past or present, God is beckoning you to draw nearer to Him. In your journey of growing closer to Him, have you experienced the power of His perfect love? When you allow His boundless love to infiltrate you, do you grow in closeness with Him? In today's message, Pastor Jeff wants you to know that by basking in the radiance of God's perfect love, you can cultivate a deepening closeness with Him. His love, flawless and unconditional, becomes the catalyst for spiritual growth. Well, let's join Pastor Jeff in the book of 1 Peter chapter 2 as he continues his message, Your Separation. Now, last time we were together, we ended with Peter's powerful words for the church regarding four things. Here they are. Their special purpose, their sovereign priesthood, that they were a secret principality, the church, and his secured people. So we're special to God. We are priests unto the Lord. You know what? The gates of hell will not prevail against the genuine church. Now this time we're going to cover the second half of chapter 2 and what Peter had to say about our separation from this world. Now when I say the word separation, the Bible word is sanctification. Sanctification is the work of the Holy Spirit from the minute you're saved to the minute you go to heaven. The Holy Spirit is at work in you and me, setting us aside or separating us from the world. Each and every day. How many of you today were very aware of God dealing with you to be separate from this corrupt culture. Amen? Oh, man. I mean, it's toxic out there. So Peter is talking about this. He's talking about separation from the world and uh, the sanctification of the Holy Spirit. And he lets us know we're in this world, but we're not of it. I'm in it, but I'm not of it. And guess what? It looks stranger and stranger to me. How about you? Now, he he has already told us thus far in this series that we are separated by new birth. When we got born again, the separation began. And now, the world out there and you are not the same. Because the Bible says, Paul said in another place, Romans, I believe, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're not his. Well, yes, I am. I'm created by God. Yeah, you are created by God. You're a creation of God, but you're not his child until you come to Christ by faith. And then when you do that, when you come to Christ by faith, then um, you're his and you're separate because the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within you. And once you have the Spirit of God, you're his. He owns you. Amen? Separated by birth and separated by belief. We, We don't believe like the world anymore. Our values change. Our worldview changes. Uh, The way we think changes. 
what we, what we consider uh, sacred and holy and right and wrong and good and bad and light and dark, all of that changes. It all changes. So we're separated by birth. We're separated by belief. And now he turns to our separation by behavior. Uh-oh. We're to be separated by behavior. So everybody say with me, by new birth, by new beliefs, and by new behavior. So let me put it this way. Peter's about to meddle. So verse 11, here we go. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. Now notice first what our attitude is to be towards the world. How do you view yourself? Here's what the Bible says. We're strangers and we're pilgrims. Pilgrim is somebody just passing through. We're in this hotel called the world temporarily. But one day we're checking out and we're going to our real home, our eternal home. So he says, you need to view yourself this way. Now, not that you're weird, not that you don't say hello to people and get out there and function in society, but your worldview is, this is not my home. This is not my permanent home. Now I'm only here for a season. Just passing through, uh, the world is found in the Bible. What do, when I say the world, what do I mean? The world is simply this, people doing life without God. That's the world. People doing life absent God. God has, the psalmist said, God's nowhere in their thoughts. He's nowhere in their speculations, their musings, their thinking. He's nowhere there. And so when I say the world, I don't mean the beautiful creation, which I love, but I'm talking about the world where God is left out. People just doing life without God. It's the devil's lair for sinners and his lure for saints. When you're in this world lost, you're trapped unless God sets you free through Christ. But once you're saved, what had been a lair becomes a lure. And each and every day, we've got to resist the siren call of this world. All that is in it, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. We're strangers here. A pilgrim is a man who's going home, all right? He has his eye on another place and his affections are elsewhere. This is part of our separation, the way we view the world and our place in it. So how do you view yourself tonight? Do you view yourself as a stranger, a pilgrim, just passing through? Uh, as it says of Abraham and the Old Testament saints, we're looking for another country another place uh, where the, uh, the builder and maker is God. And that place is called heaven. How many of you are excited about heaven? Amen. Amen. Now, not only are we to have a brand new attitude towards the world around us, but watch this now. We're also to have a new attitude toward the war within us. World around us, the war within us. He says, abstain from fleshly lusts that war. Everybody say war. war. Big word there. Fleshly lusts that war against your soul and mind. How many of you today had a war with your flesh? Tell the truth. 
Yeah, because we're in a very, very toxic world. Now, he says, abstain from fleshly lusts that war against the soul. Now, the word abstain there means to hold yourself from these lusts. It's like uh, a horse, you pull the reins. The idea is the Holy Ghost inside of you and me, he pulls us back. He pulls us back away from the fleshly lusts that are at war with our soul. Don't miss this Sunday. I'm preaching on this this Sunday because I'm starting a brand new series called The Temptations of Jesus. The Temptations of Jesus. Now I'm going to show you in those three temptations, the three temptations that the Bible writers recorded, uh, they're familiar to all of us and they matter to all of us. So this Sunday, I'm talking about temptation. I'm going to show you what the Bible says about it and how our Lord was, was tempted. But now, uh, the Holy Spirit pulls the reins back and leads us away from the lusts that wage war against our soul. Um, the word fleshly is about the cravings and the strong desires of the sensual uh, side of our nature. See, when you and I got saved and spirit-filled, we now have two natures. I don't want to make you feel schizophrenic, but there's two natures. There's, there's two things at work in us. The new man and that old flesh. And the good news is one day we're going to be set free. The bad news is not until you go to heaven. And until then, we're at war with the flesh, the fleshly temptations that war against the soul. I'm really going to expand on this Sunday, so again, don't miss it. Um, the Bible teaches that our old nature, as a believer, coexists with the new nature. Read Romans 7, what I want to do, I don't do, what I don't want to do, that's what I do. I'm all messed up. Who's going to deliver me from the body of this death? Thank be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. But even Paul very transparently admits to the battle between the flesh and the new man. The Greek word for war, it wars against our soul. That fleshly nature wars against our soul. It is the word for an encamped army. An encamped army. The flesh is like an encamped army within us. Uh, it's the same family of words as the word for soldier. So Peter's drawing a picture here on purpose. So he's, he's painting uh, the, the picture that, uh, of the flesh carrying on a sustained military campaign against the believer's soul. You want to lose your temper. You want to eat things you shouldn't. You want to look at things you shouldn't. You want to say things you shouldn't. You know where I'm going. You're going down that cafeteria line. You come to that dessert section. And those fleshly lusts rise up and make all kinds of excuses for you to get the chocolate cream pie with Hershey thingies on the top, which I recently did, so I'm confessing to you. Okay. But on much more serious stuff, the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, the pride of life, uh, these things, we're at battle. We're in a battle. It's like, it's like an encamped army battling against our soul. And while we can't lose our salvation, 
We can be defeated if we don't appropriate what Jesus did for us on the cross. You've got to know what he did for you and appropriate it. So Peter says, abstain. Now notice, he didn't say go get a demon cast out. Uh-oh. He didn't say that, did he? He didn't say, now if you're really struggling with temptation, it's probably a demon. You need to go down to your nearby neighborhood deliverance minister and have the demon cast out. No, you're dealing with your flesh. You're dealing with your flesh. There's no demon of alcohol, demon of nicotine, demon of anger. Those are all works of the flesh delineated on in Galatians 5, listed in Galatians 5. Don't miss Sunday. I'm on this Sunday. He says, abstain from it. Paul said, flee from it. Run from it. Get away from it. Flee also youthful lusts. Run from them. Don't sit and debate with them. Hook them. Get out of there. Bottom line, there are some books we shouldn't read, some things we ought not look at, some people we ought not be with. Hold yourself, abstain. Let the Holy Spirit hold you back from those things. Because he's right there to help you. That's why he's called the helper. He'll help you. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. And suddenly you will have strength. And God promises an exit door for you to get out. So amen. 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 So there's the war within. And then Peter next talks about our witness. Having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. Yeah, I got to break this down because this is so good in the original language, but here it is. Conduct is about your lifestyle. Have your lifestyle honorable among the Gentiles because someone's always watching. They know as soon as you announce to the world that you've gotten saved and you're going to church, somebody's watching all the time. You got to remember who you are at all times. Got to remember who you are. I was at Starbucks where all good things happen. <laughs> that is coffee at least. And I'm just drinking some coffee and I've just sat down and this man came out of nowhere and handed me a cup of a glass of water. I've never seen him in my life. And I'm thinking, what's he up to? I mean, you think all kinds of things these days. So I said, what is this? Can I help you? And he said, are you Jeff Wickwire? Boy, I flicked that cigarette real quick. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just having fun. And I said, well, yes, I am. And he said, I thought so. And I said, how'd you know? And he said, I heard you order your coffee. And I listened to you on the radio. And he said, I thought, that's got to be him because I know that voice. And he said, I wanted to give you a cup of cold water in the name of a prophet. Now, what I'm saying is, who would have thought? I thought I was just by myself in a Starbucks, hunkering in the corner at one little table. But here comes the cup of water. I heard you. I enjoy listening to you. And he said, I drive a UPS truck and I listen to you when I'm driving. Amen. 
So there you go. Everybody say with me, someone's always watching. So having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles. Uh, let it be honorable. If they speak against you as an evildoer, let it be a lie. Peter mentions the day of visitation, that they may glorify God in the day of visitation. What does that mean? Well, the day of visitation has to do with God visiting the earth. He's not necessarily talking about the rapture or the second coming of Christ. Because dearly beloved, God visits the earth regularly, either to bless or to judge. Here's Abraham sitting outside the tent. It's a hot day in Israel. And three men walk up. And he immediately knew they were divine. Two of them were angels, and one of them was a Christophany, Jesus, in the Old Testament prior to the incarnation. He tells Sarah, make a meal real quick. The men stay. Long story short, they say, we're going down to Sodom. We're going to see if what has if the cry that has come up to us is true. And if it is, we're going to judge it. Two of them headed off to Sodom. The third one, the Christophany, Christ, stayed. And that's where Abraham said, if there's 50, if there's 40, 30, 20, 10. But I want you to note, God visited the earth. Amen. It was a day of visitation. Amen. And it was to judge. You never know when God has said, all right, that's it. The iniquity has reached the, the top of the glass. I'm going to have to judge. And he visits. And there is no question that it's judgment. Jesus looked out over Jerusalem and he said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. How many times I would have gathered you like a chick gathers her, or like a hen gathers her chicks about her but you would not because you did not know the day of your visitation. God visited Jerusalem, Israel, his own chosen people in the person of God, the son, and they didn't know the day of visitation. So God visited. Now the idea is that people are watching you and me and if our lifestyle somehow helps lead them to Christ, then they don't have a fear of a day of visitation, of judgment. No, they don't have a fear. They welcome God if God shows up. That's the idea, that they may give glory to God on the day of visitation. I'm going to tell you, I think God is walking all through America right now, visiting America in judgment. The only answer is a move of God. So, that's the deal. The lost that witness our lifestyle, if it's not perfect, but if it's genuinely, authentically, sincerely Christian, false and all, they go, wow. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, let your work so shine before them that they may, or let your light so shine before them that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Same idea. So as Christians, we're separated by a new birth, new beliefs, and new behavior. 
But now Peter's gonna shift from separation to submission. I know that's your favorite word. That's why I can't wait to dive in and talk about submission. Because we just love that word, don't we? Yeah, we love it. Chapter two, verse 13. Therefore, submit. Everybody say submit. So we're supposed to submit to something. What is it? Well, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, every law. Whether to the king as supreme, we don't have kings, or to governors, we have those, as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. Now track with me, because this same thought pattern is in Romans 13, where Paul talks about uh, submitting to the authorities that be. Because he tells us the purpose, are you ready? He tells us the purpose of law enforcement. He tells us the purpose of the police. And here it is, the punishment of evildoers and the praise of those who do good. Now he is saying, ultimately, it's the king, in our, in our case, be president, and everything that flows down from the president into the various municipalities, cities and towns, all right, regarding law enforcement, it flows from the top down, it's supposed to, okay, that that is why it's to be honored because God is a God of law and order. God gave, listen, all the good laws came from the Bible. They may not want to say it, but all the good laws came from the Ten Commandments, the laws of Moses, all the good laws. So he's telling us, and I want you to track with me and hang with me because I know what you're thinking, but what about when they're all wrong? Stay with me. But their purpose, ideally, originally in God, civil authorities were given by God to restrain sin and evil from manifesting and destroying a culture. That's why it was given. God gave civil authorities. So first, we're to submit to human laws. He says, every ordinance of man. Why do we do it? He says, for the Lord's sake. Now, this verse would not preach well in our culture right now. If I went on ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, MSLSD, I mean MSNBC, um, I wouldn't probably get the verse finished before they cut me off. Because we're filled in America now with lawlessness. Uh, Marches, protests, demonstrations, mass campaigns of civil disobedience, Uh, Our country is absolutely filled now with a lawless attitude and rebellion against God's order. I saw a YouTube today, this huge, I mean, pack of teenagers, all covered up in their face and all of that, stormed a restaurant. There had to be 30 of them and destroyed it. Just destroyed it and ran away. Lawlessness. No concern whatsoever for authority. What a wonderful message from Pastor Jeff. In today's message, he showed you how to discover the power of prioritizing God's plans before your own. 
immerse yourself in the profound experience that unfolds when you intentionally align your desires with His divine purpose. Discover the depth of growth and fulfillment that comes with trusting in God's plans and placing them above your own. Embrace the perfect purpose that God has for you. Hi everybody, this is Pastor Jeff Whitwire from Hardwired, and I've got something really special to share with you. For a gift of $20 or more, we're gonna send you a beautiful Hardwired pen and a bright LED flashlight with an attached keychain. It's blue in color and bordered in copper, and it's very pretty. It's our gift to you for supporting Hardwired. The set also contains a built-in stylus for your touchscreen devices. So to claim your gift set, visit our website at hardwired.org and just donate $20 or more. Click the Donate Now button in the top right corner. And thanks so much for being a part of the Hardwired family. And I assure you, every dollar that comes in is going to go straight to reaching the world with the Word of God. Have a blessed week. Next time on Hardwired, Pastor Jeff wants you to know if you want to grow in your faith, you need to fully submit to the Lord. Discover the depth of spiritual growth that comes with trusting in God's plan and submitting to His wisdom. As you navigate life with a spirit of submission, witness the profound changes that transpire in your faith journey. Watch as your faith blossoms into an unshakable foundation that nothing in this world could ever tear down. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for tuning in for this edition of Hardwired with Jeff Wickwire. You can listen to more messages from this and other books of the Bible by visiting hardwired.org. Join us next time to continue our study of the book of 1 Peter right here on Hardwired. Hi, everybody. This is Jeff Wickwire, host of the Hardwired broadcast, and I'm so excited to tell you about this month's offer for you, our listeners. For a gift of $40 or more, we want to send you the beautiful new Bible put out by Tyndale called Immerse, the Reading Bible. Our offer contains a beautiful, reads-like-butter New Testament featuring the New Living Translation. The Immerse Bible New Testament contains no chapters, no verses, just like the original manuscripts in which the Bible was written, so that it reads more like a story. It also comes with an eight-week reading plan, maps, and a helpful summary of every New Testament book. So if you want to try a really unique approach to your daily Bible reading, just go to hardwire.org and click Donate Now to give your gift of $40 or more. We'll send you the Immerse Bible immediately. And thanks once again for your support of Hardwired. Every dollar we receive will go toward reaching the world with God's Word.